Exxon radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. You, with your masquerading and you, always contemplating what to do. In case happiness found you, can't you see that it's all around you? So follow me. Welcome back to the Exxon One and All. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Now that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Our email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, you can chat with us here in our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, by using the MSN address, talkstarradio at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exoneradio.com. Joining me this hour is Mark Macy, and Mark is a well-known researcher in ITC, the use of TVs, radios, and other equipment to get in direct contact with the world of the spirit. Now, during the next hour, he's going to tell us exactly what ITC stands for. Mark says he's uh, talked to deceased colleagues on the phone, and he has a unique process that lets him take pictures of people with a Polaroid camera so that sometimes spirits actually show up clearly in the picture. Departed loved ones, spirit guides, famous dead celebrities... He's written three books about his work, and they can be found on his website at www.worlditc.org. He's also worked with the Monroe Institute to produce a CD, Bridge to Paradise, which takes listeners on a tour of the spirit worlds. Mark is now busy writing a fourth book and working in Los Angeles, uh, producer on a documentary about his amazing work. He contends with a lot of skeptics, and as you can imagine, he makes a pretty good case, as you'll see. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. It's always great to be back. Thank you. Mark, uh, can you uh, tell our listeners who may be just hearing you for the first time uh, what ITC means or what, what, what's its definition? Uh, basically, it's instrumental transcommunications, the use of technology to get in touch directly with the world of spirits. Okay. Now, now, how did you get into working with this kind of technology? Uh 
it started back uh, early 90s, around 91, I guess. I was pretty skeptical myself, <laughs> and I needed some kind of proof or good solid evidence to convince me of something that was that far beyond my understanding, something like the afterlife. Yes. And then since I had had cancer just a few years earlier, I, I, I finally really wanted to know what happens to us after we die. So I ran into a fellow who was involved in this work, this ITC, named George Meek, and uh, the things he showed me really uh, convinced me. I mean, if the things he showed me were for real, it was the first, it was the only good, solid, real evidence uh, that I had ever seen that there was an afterlife. Do you think uh, the fact that you were faced with the possibility of dying yourself, that something might have been turned on within you to accept what you were about to learn? Yeah, I, th I think so. I, I think I think that's very true. Although I wasn't raised to accept it on faith. I, there's nothing wrong with faith, I know, but uh, for me, I just needed some kind of proof, and this is the only thing I found that really gave me the proof. How did you feel when you when you saw the proof? Well, uh, it was like um, as though I'd been tense all my life, and suddenly I could relax. Like I don't know, like holding my breath for a long time, mm -hmm. and finally I could breathe. It was just so refreshing to be able to to know, to, to really know that if this evidence was for real, then I, I wouldn't have to. I, we wouldn't have to um, be uncertain anymore. You know, I, I would just know. I, it was just really a relief, I guess. Mark, stand by, young man. You and I have to take a commercial break. Mark Macy's our very special guest. He is a well-known researcher in ITC. And you can find out more about Mark, how to get his books, at his website at www.worldITC.org. That's www.worldITC.org. If you'd like to give us a call and ask Mark any questions, the lines are open at 1-877-528-8255. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon. Mark Macy and I return in two minutes as The Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on Talkstar. I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me when a moment came that stopped me on a dime. I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays, talking about the auctions and talking about sweet time. I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the real end. How's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Man, what you do? And he said, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a full name blue man Mark Macy's our special guest, and um, Mark, um, starting out as a skeptic and actually seeing the proof must have been, you know, we talked about how it 
was a revelation. And I was wondering if you could tell us what the proof that you saw was that changed your life forever. There were two pieces. Uh, the first one was uh, George Meek's wife had died the previous year, and shortly after she got settled in on the other side, she sent George a letter through a, through a computer, and the letter had three very personal items from their life together that only she and George knew about. And the letter came through a computer in Europe while George was at home in North Carolina. So there was no way, that any, unless the researchers in Europe and George were colluding, mm-hmm. uh, which I know was not the case, uh, they knew nothing about these incidents in the letter. Another one was uh, uh, cr- what we would call a cross-contact. Uh, a researcher in Luxembourg received a picture of a deceased girl in their computer at the same time, uh, Adolf Holmes in Germany received a similar picture through his television in Germany. And uh, so our, our spirit friends would choreograph these cross-contacts to give us uh, a sh- reassurance that these are for real. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we explain the fact that someone who died is able to send a message on a computer. You know, that's uh, it's a it's a pretty complicated answer to that. But uh, as far as we don't know all the answers, but mm-hmm. what we know is uh, what we know what we do know is that the spirit worlds are not somewhere far off in space, so they don't have to transmit to us through the internet or through the air, public airwaves or anything like that. Um, the spirit worlds are superimposed over our world. And people in spirit are always moving in and out of our world and in and out of our lives. Just we can't perceive them, but they're always here with us from many different levels of spirit. So when our spirit friends make contact with us through our our equipment, they actually just come into our home or come into our lab, and they have ways of uh, uh, kind of putting on a dense body or lowering the vibration of their spirit body to, to where they become dense enough to where they can work with our equipment. That's the best way I can describe it in, in a fairly simple terms. Mark, what's the difference between ITC and EVP? Okay. Uh, EVP started back in the 50s when uh, audio taping was becoming popular for the mm-hmm. first time. People would tape conversations and music and nature sounds, and sometimes they'd play it back and they'd hear these tiny voices on tape, voices that they could not hear while they were recording but they would listen very closely, and the voices would last one or two seconds. And we found that just about anyone in a fairly dense spirit body uh, who wants to be close to the earth for a moment can um, manifest these little voices on tape. Now, ITC takes a, a major effort among a group of people in spirit and a group of people on earth. And when they're working together, their attitudes and their thoughts create what, what our spirit friends call a contact field. It's um, like the pool of all the thoughts and the attitudes of everyone involved in the project. And if everyone's in harmony, then the, f- the field becomes clear, and our spirit friends can come in and do miraculous things with our equipment. And it, but if there's dissonance in the form of uh, fears or mistrust or doubts, then the field becomes cloudy, and it becomes difficult for them to work with us and our equipment. So... We're learning some new spirit world physics type things that uh, 
impinge on this ITC research. And uh, whereas EDT has been going on since the 50s, these more elaborate forms of ITC contacts, which involve a lot of resonance among many people, they've only been going on since the late 1980s and early 90s. Mark, what is the criteria for spirit connecting or contacting someone using ITC instead of EVP? Well, you know, like I said, it's, it takes a team effort for the most part um, on our side. And also, when I had, an, I had an international group between 1995 and 2000, we would uh, meet once a year and we'd, we were always in contact uh, through the mail and through fax machines. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, during that period of time, we found out that there were uh, there was a group of ethereal beings or angelic beings working with our spirit group. And these ethereal beings made contact. They said they followed our world for thousands of years. And we found that they had tremendous energies and powers that could kind of open the bridge for our spirit friends to make contact. So the, the contacts were facilitated by ethereal beings. Um, and I don't know if we could actually open up these uh, communication bridges like we had. I don't know if we could open them up without the, uh, without the uh, support and protection of these ethereal beings. Are the electronics of today um, really necessary for ITC? Um, you know that a lot of people think that we have to have specialized equipment for ITC, and although there have been some specialized devices made, um, what we found most effective were just our basic off-the-shelf telephones and radios and TVs and computers under the right conditions, which is, includes a sort of a marriage between the energies of the person and the electromagnetic energies of the, of the equipment, then those basic uh, pieces of technology can work pretty well. Uh, have you been able to... Have you been able to isolate the vibrational rate that is required for ITC? No. You know, that's something, unfortunately, we humans have not come up with a way yet to quantize or to measure the uh, life energies or the conscious vibrations uh, of life the way we can measure electromagnetic, electromagnetic energies. So, uh, in fact, our spirit friends talk about um, vibrations that they are lighter and subtler for the finer realms, and that are kind of darker and denser. And mm. more. Mark, when you're communicating with uh, the spirit world using ITC, are the responses immediate, or are, is there a lapse between the question being asked and the answer being received? That's a good question. Uh, it's When you have a good ITC channel open, it's just like talking to someone... Uh, talking conversationally to somebody, the, the answers are immediate. So it would be like you and I talking right now? Yes. Yeah, some of the phone calls we've received have been just regular dialogue like this. Do the, Are there any questions that the spirit world considered to be out of bounds? Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> on one occasion, um, I, I don't remember the subject, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. the spirit uh, team came back and said um, they, they talked about parallel physical worlds right? and uh, they said 
if if you had certain knowledge, you could wake up the next morning in a parallel world, which seems kind of like science fiction. And it took me months, if not years, to reconcile that comment and other comments similar to that that kind of still boggle my mind a little bit. What do these spirits tell us about our future? Do they have the ability to know what we have, what we are going to do? Yeah, they say they're. Um, they they've called it fields of possibilities. They can't uh, pinpoint a lot of things very definitely in the distant future, but they can see certain patterns emerging mm -hmm. and uh, spinning off into different directions. And um, they talk about fields of possibilities. They, they said one thing. They said there was a civilization way back uh, before Babylon, and there was a temple on the same site as Babylon would emerge, they said, thousands of years later. And the civilization at the time they were describing was going into a dark period. They, they had been a very, they had had a golden age, and now they were entering a dark period. And they said some of these beings meeting in this temple were going to reincarnate at a time when there'd be what, like people moving behind glass, referring mm -hmm. to television sets, and voices speaking from boxes, talking about radios. So these priests back in this temple were talking about reincarnating now in, the, in our in our time when we were entering the next huge dark age so they've kind of implied that we have another d major dark age coming uh, but they didn't say how long uh, how, how close we are to that or anything like that and I haven't really dwelt on that kind of doomsday scenario but that's one thing that kind of sits in the back of my mind now, do you always speak to or communicate with the same spirit? Um, we've we had a we have we have a spirit group who's been working with us since about the year nineteen since the early nineties, mm -hmm. and um, for some reason, this one uh, one member of that spirit group named Constantine Raudive, who was a pioneer in EVP before he died. Um, he started making the most contacts with people, and I received about almost a dozen telephone calls, and they were all from him. So, and he, and he also called a number of my colleagues, also. But he's not the only person who's made contact. There have been quite a quite a number of them. All right, please stand by. Mark, you and I have to take our break for the news at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, uh, David in Ottawa would like to ask us a couple of questions. And we'll be taking David's call and any other member of the Exxon Nation who'd like to give us a call at 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free at 1-877-528-8255. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon. Mark Macy's our special guest. His website is www.worlditc.org. Mark and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away now. Can't touch this. Can't touch this.
Is life moving too fast? If you're self-employed or a small business owner, you have no choice but to move as fast as you can. Sometimes you move so fast you don't take a close look at life's details. When was the last time you looked at your health insurance? If you don't have health insurance or if you have the wrong coverage, serious medical bills could mount up. That's where the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company comes in. We provide affordable health insurance for the self-employed and small business owners. If you don't have health insurance, call us. If you have coverage, call anyways. See if we can give you better coverage at a better price. Stay on track for affordable health insurance designed specifically for the self-employed and small business owners. Call 877-735-6460. That's 877-735-6460. Home office located in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states and benefits may vary by state. Association membership may not be required to obtain insurance. Call 877-735-6460 for details. Are you questioning your future in the year 2008 and what lies ahead for you in matters of family, love, finance, employment, and travel? Do you have questions that have been haunting you and now you're seeking guidance and the answer to these questions from those on the other side? If you have said yes, then you need to call Premier Psychics right now. At Premier Psychics, talented, gifted, professional psychics will help you find the answers to the questions that you seek and help you on life's metaphysical journey. Call Premier Psychics now, toll-free at 1-866-803-6593 or visit Premier Psychics online at www.premierpsychics.com. Know today what the future holds for you. Once again, call Premier Psychics toll-free at 1-866-803-6593 or visit Premier Psychics online at www.premierpsychics.com where the extra E in Premier stands for excellence. I'm a pumpkin. You were a pumpkin. I'm a pumpkin, a big orange pumpkin. A big orange pumpkin. And when you were there a lot of children out there? No, did you get a lot of candy? Yeah, I got a lot of candy. Mommy's eating all the chocolate bars. Well, tell mommy that's your candy, honey. Okay. Tell her. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Fabron of Feast to Fields Organic Vineyard in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Who 
Mark Macy's our very special guest, and uh, Mark's website is www.worlditc.org. Welcome back to the X-Zone. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Let's go to our phones. Brandy, we have David in Ottawa joining us now. Hi, David. David, are you there? All right, uh, I guess, uh, David, uh, let us know when David does say something. Brandy will bring him on here. Mark Macy, thanks very much for joining us. Mark, I'm still at a bit of a loss to understand how somebody from the spirit world uh, uses a technology that doesn't exist over there, or does technology exist over there? Yeah, they uh, they say they do have equipment on their side. It's not built in factories the way it is here, but uh, it's more or less meant. Um, Manifested by the mind, most of mm-hmm. the reality, in fact, the entire f- structured reality they live in, which is kind of a paradise world, uh, it's formed largely by the collective thoughts and ex- expectations and beliefs of the people who live there. And so they have computers and. Uh, <laughs> so, so they've got a they've got a collective consciousness there. Yes. Why can't we communicate with them and get some advice on how we can solve some of the problems that are facing us in this present spot on the time-space continuum? Well, you know, they they try to give us advice uh, in many ways, advice and support. Um, but most of us have kind of closed down our what we'd call psycho-spiritual uh, sensitivities to where we can pick up clearly on what they're trying to tell us, but if we learn to listen closely through meditation and that kind of thing, we can uh, we can usually get some pretty good insights. And, uh, but Mark, why do we need meditation when ITC works? That's, yeah, I, that's a good <laughs> it's a good question. ITC doesn't work as um, regularly as we'd like. I mean, when we get contact, it's not because we want them. It's because the, the conditions are right and they're able to come through through the equipment. And um, uh, they have given us a lot of answers to, to questions that we've posed them about different things. They've, uh, For example, they told us there used to be a world called Marduk or Eden uh, that was inhabited by superhuman beings who had colonized the Earth, and they blew up their world through advanced technologies. And so the colonists here on Earth were stranded, and they were the last living Edenites, basically. And over time, they crossbred with the primitive, more animalistic-type humans. And that's that, that's where the um, old myths about the fall of man from grace in the Garden of Eden came from, and that's also where modern humanity came from is from this cross-breeding. These are, kind of, these are they've, they've given us information like this that really boggles the mind and takes a lot of stretching to fit into the paradigms that we've created for ourselves. Uh, but they do tell us a lot of amazing things. Um, but, and they, they, they do give us advice on how to behave. But, you know, we have this animal side that makes it very difficult for us to behave in the way that would be in the best interest of the world. I mean, there's part of us, there's that God side that really wants us to, to protect the environment, protect animals, be one humanity. But there's that animal side that wants to go out and shoot and kill animals because that's what we've 
done for so many centuries and millennia. There's another part that distrusts other people and other cultures, and uh, it's that animal side, you know. So they've they they they've told us that it's not easy contending with humanity because of this mixed nature we have. But they've they have tried to they've had they have tried to give us advice. And, mm-hmm. All right. Prior to the uh, the advent of equipment like the telephone, television, and radio that you are using these days for ITC as well as computers, how did they communicate with us? Uh, they used any means they could to con- communicate with humanity. In the early days, it was uh, shamans would beat on drums, and uh, spirits would actually speak over the beating drums, and people could hear them. Uh, some people use different media to assist their sensitivities, like crystal balls or tarot cards. Um, but we all have this innate ability to be in touch not only with the physical world, but also with the various realms of spirit through some sort of mental communication. But most of us have shut that down for various reasons, having to do with the power of the five senses to absorb just the physical world and kind of turn on, turn, tune us out of the spiritual realms. And also, the, there are a lot of negative spiritual realms in this world, and if we saw them and had to contend with them every day, it would be pretty taxing, I think. So there's, there are probably many reasons why, why most people's minds have been shut off from the world of spirit. All right, what other types of communications have you had? All right, you told us about the one with the computer, um, the telephone. Uh, what other communications have been received by people who do ITC? And could we use that example, um, let me see, you know in Poltergeist when the little girl is watching the blank screen on her television set except for the snow and she says, they're here, is that a form of ITC? Yeah, it's kind of the spooky version of uh ITC, same with the, word, the movie White Noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Back in the 50s, there were a lot of alien attacks the Earth movies, you know, uh, to stir up the fear, but then we eventually came out with movies like E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, they were same cool. Thing, the, same thing, <laughs> the same thing is happening with the spiritual-type uh, movies. They start out kind of spooky, but eventually we'll get into more realistic-type things. And... Um, Adolf Holmes, for example, was a researcher in Germany, or he was, he died a few years ago, but um, he would wake up in a trance-like state in the morning, and sometimes uh, he'd be compelled to experiment with his television set in this half-trance-like state. So he'd turn on the TV and he'd uh, aim a video camera at the TV, and then this uh, a spirit face, faces of spirits would show up on his TV set, and he'd capture them on, on film or videotape. And um, so... But he's not, I mean, there are a number of people in Europe who are getting the spirit faces showing up on their television sets. So it's not uh, just science fiction. It's it's really been happening, yeah. Have you ever received a call from anyone who has heard about you and the work that you do, and they themselves are getting communicated uh, by the spirit world through their electronics? Yeah, quite a lot. I've talked to a lot of people. I go give a lot of presentations and workshops, and... uh, I'm surprised at how many people have gotten phone calls themselves or know of people who have gotten phone calls from a loved one who has died recently. And almost invariably, the person who receives the phone call gets 
totally spooked out, and so the contact ends right away after just a few words. But if we could, as this becomes more and more prevalent, and people begin to accept this into their uh, understanding of the world, and when these phone calls happen, if they can start fostering the communication, kind of talk to the person on the other side, these communications, the telephone calls will could last for minutes, uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes or longer. But when, once we have fear or uh, doubt or any kind of strong negative emotion, it closes down that channel instantly. You You were saying earlier that the people who communicate with you and other researchers uh, via ITC that the other it's like utopia on the other side do they tell you anything else mark uh, do they do they relay messages from others who have passed uh, so that they could validate who they are and what they are saying oh yeah sure that, that's happened a lot we've gotten uh, uh, a lot of contacts from spouses who have died, and they will uh, say something very personal to the ITC researcher to be given to the, their spouse who's still living, and uh, it'll be something that only the two of them will have known. I'm sorry, I, I'm losing you, Mark. Okay. Uh, the piece of information will usually be something that only the two of them will have known, the, the husband and wife. For example, the dead husband and the, the living the surviving wife, um, the husband will convey a piece of information through ITC systems to the researchers that the researchers know nothing about, and they will give this information to the wife, and she'll verify it. Okay. Okay. Now, now, when this when this communication is made, um, and it seems that when people. Uh, on this side, so correct me if I'm wrong here. But you get the other members of a of a uh, of a research team of ITC researchers. Uh, do you do you how do you how do you link? Uh, do you, do you use uh, something like prayer? Do you use something like meditation? Uh, is it is it focusing? Are you centering yourself? How do you do it? Because I know you're all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we have our meetings. It's when we were having our meetings between 1995 and 2000. Uh, there was just it was very obvious that everybody was a good friend. I mean, mm -hmm. you felt a lot of trust and good, warm feelings toward each person in the group. And so, when you went back to your countries and to your own homes and labs, uh, you still felt that. Uh, so, when you're in communication, you just feel that good feeling toward the people you're working with, and that's. What, that's what creates that good contact field. When I'm in a mixed group and I want to try to make contacts, uh, I always, my favorite technique is a heart meditation. You move your awareness from the head into the chest, into the heart, so it feels like you're thinking from the heart. And um, mystics have called the heart the seat of the soul mm -hmm. for centuries. You know? and so when you move into the heart space with your thinking, your reasoning power, it just I don't know, something, there's a big shift in your thoughts and your feelings. There's just a warmth that kind of overtakes you and everyone in the group. And to me, that, that's the best technique I've found. Are there any specific times of the year when ITC communication is easier? 
or is more frequent? No, you know, we've I've kind of thought about that uh, during the times we were experimenting, and um, it didn't seem to matter whether it was winter, summer, spring, or what month, or even what time of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the conditions were right, they just happened, and it could be any time. Now, now, once again, you, you, you keep saying conditions are right. What are right, the right conditions? Well, we don't know all of them, but we do know that there has to be the good the resonance among the group. Okay. And uh, um, we were told that some people have this capacity. That the way they describe it from the other side is uh, their consciousness is like a lance or a spear that can penetrate the veil or penetrate dimensions and uh, their powerful, their focused thought can actually create realities. And so when certain people like that go into a sort of trance-like state, their mind uh, just opens things up with the equipment in ways that we don't fully understand. But that's that's the best, I've thought about it for years, and that's about the best way I can describe it. Does everyone have the ability to to uh, experience ITC, or are there certain restrictions? Uh, I mean, besides the the right conditions that you and I have been talking about, where it's you know uh, uh, seems like a a um, camaraderie, a, a feeling of love, wholeness, uh, togetherness. Have uh, have children experienced ITC, or is it just adults who experience ITC? Well. Uh, the, the ITC that I'm, that I'm talking about it refers to a team effort, teams of people on Earth and then spirit working together. As far as a phenomena happening to equipment caused by spirit, mm-hmm. that can happen, uh, and it does happen quite a lot, with, uh, especially in, among, uh, well, kids are especially open to uh, uh, spiritual sensitivity and also adolescence with their raging hormones yeah. that causes a lot of unpredictability too and so those kind of forces can open up the veil to make phenomena happen but it doesn't really open a, a good stable bridge like we're trying to form with this ITC but it's, it's, it's similar but it's not quite the same thing Mark, stand by you and I have to take our final break Mark Macy's our special guest www.worlditc.org. In the next hour, we have a real exorcist on the show. And uh, we're going to be talking to the good Reverend Daniel about exorcism and religious, paranormal, and occult investigations as the Exxon continues right here on Talkstar. Don't go away. I told you, homeboy. I know you've heard me talk about Margie Garrison, the arthritis lady, but have I told you about the time she was thrown out of an arthritis convention for telling the truth that most arthritis sufferers attending that convention didn't need the expensive and maybe dangerous drugs and treatments they were being sold? Man alive, did they hustle her out of there, Prado. This might not work for absolutely everybody, but if you get Mrs. Garrison's program and give it a try for a year and it doesn't end up ending most of your pain, ask for your money back. Look it up for yourself online at healthstarproducts.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H, healthstarproducts.com. See what the doctors are saying about Mrs. Garrison's program and if this works for you or a member of your family. 
Whether it's the arrival of Planet X in 2012, the Earth's crazy weather cycles, our deadly global warming, Armageddon, UFOs, ETs, terrorism, the critical mass 2008 presidential elections, Dr. Jason Rand talks the talk and walks the walk. Being a twice-nominated Grammy record producer, recording artist, publisher, lecturer, UFO ET researcher and investigator, and best-selling author of The Return of Planet X, Mankind's Ongoing Legacy with a Brown Dwarf Star, Dr. Jason Rand truly does walk the walk and talk the talk. For more information on Dr. Jason Rand or to order The Return of Planet X, visit his website at www.returnofplanet-x.com or call... 901-336-9660. And where will you be in the year Exxon, uh, don't forget, Exxon Nation, that uh, this month we start the Exxon Book Club. And if you'd like to see who the authors are, visit www.exxonebookclub.com. Uh, the website will be up by the end of next week, and we will also have the list of all the authors who are going to be appearing and when they are going to be on with us and how you can get their books. That will All that information pertaining to the book club will be posted at www.xzonebookclub.com. Mark Macy's our special guest, and we're talking about communicating with the other side, or should I say having the other side communicate with us. Mark, always great having you with us. Mark's website is www.worlditc.org. Mark, uh, have, they, have the spirits or... Given us any idea of what we can expect in our future, uh, for example, are we going to face another nuclear war? Is the problem with global warming going to be solved? What can we look forward to that's positive? Um, they uh, they're looking for they're looking forward to a time when uh, stable ITC communication channels can be opened up everywhere, and then information about the other side and information about how to be how to how humans can act in the best interests of many worlds you know uh, once a good set of stable ITC bridges are open we can basically have wisdom and love kind of streaming into our world from the finer realms of spirit and but what are we waiting for well right now through experience i've found that uh when they do open a stable ITC bridge, eventually egos and personalities on Earth take over in the group, mm-hmm. and uh, people start mistrusting each other or stay, saying something that offends somebody, and then it stirs up the conflict. And as that happens, uh, the contact field becomes cloudy. It, our, our, our team can no longer contact as well, and that's when negative spirits 
can break into the uh, communication channel and start stirring up more problems among the group. So that's basically what we're waiting for, is to be able to get human nature to the point where we can be in harmony over a period of time. And that is very difficult for humans to do. <laughs> I've, I've had a very difficult time. Every, every group I've ever known has had a difficult time doing that. Do you think we have time left in order to get this uh, get this all going before the possibility of ITC is is uh, is is a reality? You know, it seems to go in cycles. These ethereal ethereal beings said they've this is the seventh time they've come close to our world to try to help us through the difficult time, and the intent has always been to try to get us to hook up with these ethereal beings for a long period of time and uh, for a very uh, beneficial relationship for our world, but it's it's a kind of a toss-up whether that's going to happen or whether we're going to plunge into another, another dark age. So far, it's, it's not really a toss-up. I guess it's always we've always kind of gone into a dark. Mark, age. I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. We've run out of time. Mark Macy, www.worlditc.org. When I come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, I'll be speaking with uh, Reverend Daniel Gargilio. We're going to be talking about occult investigations from uh, the religious aspect as we continue right here live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Toll free, one 528 8255 My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon. You're listening to us live and around the world on Talk